and welcome back to Dealing With It, a podcast about rolling with the punches. This is a mother and son podcast. I'm Trish. I'm the mom. My name is Matt, and I am the son. Thank you so much for joining us today, where our uh, our main topic is going to be kind of the... Uh, the the brighter side of sadness, perhaps I guess I don't know. It's not bad to be sad. <laughs> yeah, um, and we'll get into that in a little bit too. But right from the very top, I do want to say uh, in this episode we're making uh, to to make sure the distinction between sadness and depression. Um, like sadness is a, is a symptom of depression, but sadness can be. And sadness is also. A normal emotion all on its own. Right. One that everybody will encounter. And it comes and goes. As right. opposed to where depression, it doesn't lift. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's very different than um, yeah than, than just being sad sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we don't to define I, yeah, that carefully Because I don't want to be like, oh, let, here's the happy parts about depression. Because <laughs> that's it. that one usually requires a bit more attention. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Um, but these are some of the, the positive kind of... Uh, the other side of sadness that actually has some actual like benefits, health, mental right. belt benefits yeah, to yeah, it, absolutely. to sadness. Um, but before we get into that, we should discuss our goals from last week. Yes. Yes. Um, so for me, um, I took, I took a day off. I absolutely just put it into my calendar. This is the day and nothing, mm-hmm. nothing happens this day. And and I had to have people kind of running interference for me a little bit even. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. because it's hard just to get a day. And it was uh, it was really a great day. And and, and uh, we can talk a little bit more about it, but it, it was a good mental health break day. That, sure, yeah. It was important to me. So, And you, what was yours? Uh, mine was to do something that uh, is like med- something meditative, uh, like every day, uh-huh. um, whether it's, I don't know, I you know, whatever it was. So what we ended up doing... Um, is in the morning, Katie has been doing before work, she's been getting up early and doing like yoga uh-huh. and stuff. So I've been joining her, uh, in doing that. And it's kind of fun because like we keep each other accountable to get up early. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just nice to like have some coffee and start the day off that way, um, before work. Uh, and then like, we'll kind of alternate by doing like a yoga thing one day and then, um, you know, find some sort of guided uh, like meditation sort of video another day and it's really nice stuff. it is nice it's it, it, it's a positive way to start the day off yeah. for sure well and to do it together yeah and it is nice to have a buddy to kind of yeah. to do that yeah that's great um and like i there's other things that i i do that in maybe it's not the right definition of meditative but like i get lost in certain hobbies of like making music or things that yeah. are very soothing to me as well so i've been making sure to kind of do that but uh, I don't know. It's been it, good and positive. I already, good. it's been a week, and I've noticed that there's uh, some you know good benefits to it. But I'm proud of you. You know yeah. what I did this week, and I'm not proud of it. Yeah, I got seriously addicted to a, a game on my cell phone. Oh, and um, I played that game last night until after two thirty in the morning. Yeah, and. I just feel like my jaw clenching. I mean, I it's it's beyond the. Yeah. This is a really fun game. It's like it's like in you're addicted to it. I, yeah, am a little bit oh, addicted oh, to it. I'll do that. I mean, mostly with video like video games or something. If if it catches my attention, yeah, time will just fly by. Yeah, but 
So if if we're doing this podcast and you look up, Matt, and I am on my phone playing a game. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, oh, no, intervention yeah, yeah. time. <laughs> but I am going to... Um, yeah, that may be something that I need to think of as my goal <laughs> for next week. <laughs> Limit the amount of video game time for oh, yourself. <laughs> man, I know my little granddaughter calls it screen time. Maybe grandma needs some screen, screen time, time too. <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, you had a very busy week this week. I, I have had a really busy week this week, and it's um, it's been good. Um, so it was a week ago. Uh, today I picked up my brother, uh, Tom, here from, from Boise. His wife was going out of town to do her uh, high school reunion. I think it was like, what, five, ten years out now for her. Not really. I'm not saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a good reunion for her. But uh, she's from California. Uh, Tom, Tom's been on our show before. Uh, Tom has uh, early onset uh, Alzheimer's. And yeah. um, it just it's just better to be in a home with other people. Sure. Um, so I was at home with other people mm-hmm. uh, for about five days. I... Um, Love my brother very, very much, and I was, of course, um, you know, concerned going, um, going into the days of what will his, um, what would his needs be? Do I know how to help him if he needs something? I don't know. I just didn't know what to, uh, to predict out of it, um, and I would just report back that it was great. Um, Alzheimer's had very little to do with the trouble he and I got into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, I mean, you know, yeah, sure, he processes things a little slower or forgets a word here and there. I, yeah. I, we can make up words. We're good. Yeah. And, um, he taught me to play Yahtzee, which I know is a game I played when I was younger, but I hadn't played it in yeah. a long time. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it was really fun. Um, and we just did a lot of things together. We uh, went here, we came over here to Boise, uh, saw... Uh, your brother Eric, my younger son, play uh, his trombone in, with the Blues Addicts in mm-hmm. in uh, the Hyde Park area. We went to a, a football game. T- saw the it was the College of Idaho Yotes. Yeah, won their homecoming football game. We were there. Watched Broncos on TV. Even watched. Um, oh, we wanted to see the Vikings game, but it didn't come into this particular market. So there was Steelers or somebody. Ah. Um, Big family party at the house one day. We that had everybody fun. over for stroganoff. A couple of days of uh, grandchildren stuff. What I noticed, though, is having another person in the house. You know, it's been a while now for yeah, me yeah. that I've been living alone. Um, it occurred to me I was going to also have to feed him. I mean, when you have a guest in your house, you feed them. And it's different. It's breakfast <laughs> and lunch and dinner. Yeah. And um, it was just kind of fun to go back and uh kind of things picked up and we're working like they did when my house had a lot of people or you know yeah, just one yeah. other person it's a different way that it runs when you cook a meal you kind of make it a more of a meal not something like i can just sit down in front of the you know at the countertop or wherever and do my thing yeah. or play my game i mean yeah so that's you're interacting with somebody i feel like that could go like one of two ways you know i feel like there's times where it's like so you you enjoyed having that sort of break from the alone time that well, that yeah. you've become in a way we both called it our vacation yeah you yeah know, while he was at the house it was my vacation and his vacation from our daily lives yeah and so therefore yeah I bought P- Reese's peanut butter cups and uh, they lasted two days and I don't know that he had any um, <laughs> yeah. but it was my vacation so I could do that mm-hmm. um, so now 
but yeah, it, it, it could have gone to like, this is too stressful. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't at all because, um, you know, it's my brother and he was my very first best friend in the world. And so um, we just had, and we had good talks about um, where we're at. And yeah. when normally when the family comes together, you don't just get one person one-on-one and quiet. Um, you have to carve out those times. And so it was really... Um, for me, it was a really special time to to have Tom. Yeah, and um, then when he went, uh, he went back to. Uh, well, his wife came back, and he's back in his home. And the next day, I went to do the infusion, my new medication for yeah, Crohn's yeah. disease, which is where you sit in a chair. <clears throat> and I was stressed about that. You know, um, you go in, you sit down, they hook you to an IV, and the IV goes for a few hours. Yeah, um, and I just didn't know how it would feel and i had gone with your dad when he had chemotherapy which is the same thing same like process same process um but it was so weird it was like if i could just say this was the best iv i've ever had (laughs) yes okay they did they got it in a vein that and i could still like i could play that game that i was addicted to um took a great nap i mean it was it was a great time they give you snacks IV and snacks. That doesn't sound half bad. I'm not saying I recommend Crohn's, but if you <laughs> yeah. got to. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so, and then it was the, um, so that was a really nice experience. I'm just looking forward to my next one. And cool. then, um, then, then after that, <clears throat> that's what, uh, the next day I carved out the day because I just didn't know. How you're going to feel. How I feel. And so it was a lovely day. It was rainy and it was just, you know, I had nothing to do and I just really had nothing to do. So it was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. I made some dog treats. Oh, I was going to bring the dog treats for your dog. Oh, Sorry. it's okay. We'll just have to bring them out your way. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Anyway, it's been a really a full week compared to some weeks. Yeah. And then, of course, granddaughter time, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. She's into gymnastics now and things like that. So, um, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Tell me about you. What did you do this week? Oh, uh, I mean, this is work. Yeah. Work. Um, Any more wedding stuff? Yes. Yes. We've got our location nailed down and we got to talk with the family yeah. about it. And we're kind of, things are coming together, which is exciting. Yes. Um, so it kind of feels like on one hand, uh, things are, uh, the the big stressors of like, where is it going to be and how who's going to stay where? Mm-hmm. Like it's we have a, a better outline of things. Yeah. And also a part of my, I just remembered uh, that I had said that one of my goals for this most, this last week was True. also to reach out to my, the, the people that I'm going to have in my groomsmen party. Ah, that's right. And I have. Um, so everybody who's going to be a part of it knows they're going to be a part of it. And then I'm going to figure out, you know, uh, the best situation for it, for everybody. But right. uh, so what are the men going to wear? Have you thought of that far ahead? Um, honestly, something that's going to like, we, we have an idea of like a color scheme, mm-hmm. like something maybe like a burgundy and like lavender kind mm-hmm. of oh, thing. And so I think I'll send out some like suggestions, but basically just like a nice shirt and pants that will like follow in that color scheme. So nothing that's like too strict and formal, yeah. um, but I'm not sure. Like that's still stuff I'm kind of like figuring yeah. out. Katie was like, so I was like telling her, you know, I was like, I really want to be a, a help. A helpful yeah. person in this yeah. planning. I don't want it to all feel like it's falling on you, but I don't really know, uh, like yeah. where to where to step in or, or where you are already at. And she was like, "Well, I'll make it easy for you on this. Like, 
what the men are wearing. That's on you. Like you figure oh, that cool. out. Tuxes, anything like yeah. that's, you know. Yeah. Like, now in that you're a hundred, hundreds of miles from this valley. And you think about like rentals, what are you going to, I mean, that's where yeah, it's kind of wacky. Exactly. And that's where it does. Yeah. It is a little bit weird. And like not all my groomsmen live right here. Uh, so I'll figure it out. I, yeah. I, but I don't want it to feel too, I want it to feel like comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I, so I want us all, you know, we'll look nice. We're absolutely, but, uh, so still figuring that part out. Well, um, you know what? It doesn't have to get done this night tonight. Tonight it's, yeah, is for all sure. about podcast. Tonight is the podcast night. Um, another thing that I, I've been kind of going through this week that was really interesting was, is I have this idea and it's probably worth a whole episode of the idea of, of making, uh, like a career, I guess. Not even necessarily a career, but like, what do I want to do for like the long haul? Right. Uh, you know, and I've noticed in myself that I think there's this kind of almost sense of panic when it comes to the idea of doing a job that I don't have a particular passion for right. for a long term. Um, and so my brain tends to jump right to like well that means i have to monetize my hobbies oh oh sure okay. you know what i mean like yeah. but i don't think that's necessarily healthy all the time uh for myself because <laughs> it's yeah. like i love playing music i love playing in bands but i think the older i get the more i get sort of uh worried about this idea of like oh well like this is fun but what is my like yeah. what is my thing? So yeah. I should make money doing this, but then it becomes less fun. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like uh, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, I suppose. Where it's like I want to incorporate the things I love in the thing I do, but not necessarily make my hobbies the thing I have right. to. Well, now uh, in the past you've talked about school, about music therapy, and, yeah. those sorts of things. Do the those plans stay the same, or will things have to adjust a bit? In that you're going to be married and so you guys are here. And yeah. And that's where I'm kind of coming back around to is to be like, I can, I can set out to, to do things that I would consider successful with um, my hobbies, I mm -hmm. guess, without it being my sole source of income kind of a thing. Of like, um, and, but I can take those steps to, to incorporate the things I'm passionate about in an actual um, like tangible sort of path um, that, would revolve around music therapy mm -hmm. and which I would, I would love to do. And so I kind of got soft on the idea for a while where it was just like, I don't know. There's like this part of me that just really wants to just create stuff and just put it out. But it's like, I, you can, I can do both. <laughs> I can, totally. I can work a job that yeah. I'm with people and then I still have right such and such free time. Yeah. So it's been kind of reflective in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of, I guess almost ties into what this episode that we're yeah. doing today is about, about like it, it was a kind of a gloomy feeling to be like, I don't, I don't have the same uh, like blind force drive in me that I did necessarily when I was like 17, Right. <laughs> where it was just like, I don't care what happens. Like all, no I, you know, what I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, and it's like, my idea about the whole thing is just sort of like, as you learn more and uh, whatnot, it's just, you know, it kind of, the foundation changes. So there's like a, there was a melancholy feeling to that. Yeah. But one of the benefits, I mean, well, I guess it kind of leads into the, what mm -hmm. we're talking about, but one of the benefits of that melancholy sad sadness call it sad. yeah. is that it is a, it, it calms your brain in a way that it makes you more uh, um, like, n not like more rational, but you know what I mean? It kind of like 
clears the space. I'm actually looking for, I took some notes here from where I got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, let's see. Can increase. Well, that, the idea of increases your creativity. Well, there's that. That, uh, that was one. Uh, and, and Matt and I um, came across an article about uh, six healthy reasons to feel sad. Like, because we may have put across that sad is something to be uh, avoided at all costs. We don't want to feel sad. We want to be, um, you know, uh, upbeat and energetic and, oh, and grief. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and so inadvertently and maybe culturally, too, that we don't leave a lot of space in our day to just have some, call it sad, call it what it is. It's sad. I, I might call it my pity party day or whatever. But mm-hmm. in coming across this article, and I'll just uh, jump to that one about um, that negative kind of feeling inside of you or that sad, some people can respond with increased creativity. And yeah. that it does, um, people might look back at those times in their lives that were harder and maybe more, uh, maybe negative periods of their life and find that those uh, were sort of the starting points for really neat creations that came from that. And and so, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, and it's like um, the the one that I'm pulling from here is from this, uh, it was a, a, a podcast called The Pulse Podcast. I had not heard of it until I was kind of looking this up, but the episode is called The Anatomy of Sadness. Uh, it actually just came out uh, earlier this month oh, of this wow. year. Wow. Uh, so I listened to that today. Yeah, and that was one of the parts that they talked about is how sadness, uh, it creates a focus that can kind of lend itself to creativity um, where it's in like when you're in a really – when I'll say myself I'm sure. not in general. But like if I'm in a really happy mood, it's I, – I'm, I tend to be more maybe less contemplative about mm-hmm. things. I get – the ideas are big. I have this big optimism. Mm-hmm. Good just, energy. It's yeah, all right. Like I can – on all – yeah. yeah like I feel there. like I can kick down that yeah, door. Yeah, And then w- when you're – when I'm feeling more sad, there is kind of a – a calming plane to it that's like, okay, like, what can I actually do here? Like, what can I actually open my mind up yes. to? And another thing that I ran across that was in that article that, uh, let's see, I think it was, oh, from it's, it was from Greater Good Magazine, and the article was called uh, Four Ways Sadness May Be Good For You. Mm-hmm. But it can also uh, increase uh, motivation, in that sense, too, sadness can cre- can increase motivation in the sense that, like, in uh, kind of the ways the article put it, is like if if you're in a, a happier state, um, more positive, people tend to be a little more content in sure. their situation. Yeah. They can be like, "This is good. I like where I'm at. I like yeah. this." And if you're in a sadder sort of place, right. it's like, "Okay, where can I? Be- I need to build out of this." Yes. Or, or what, what can I pull out of this and, and well, move And truly, to... that when you're content and happy where you are, there is not a motivation to go, let's go change this up and let's see. Yeah, like what's the next level of this? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back into change <laughs> and stress now. But um, I do, I think that sometimes I know with me too, with your, when you're in the sad kind of funk, um, you get reflective. Yeah. It, I, that Carol King Tapestry album. So I good. I can't tell you. I mean... I don't know what year she put it out, but how many of us have just put her on and it just brings us right back to, I'm going to just wallow in this for a mm-hmm. while and just um, hear these words, this beautiful voice. And it really helps you 
in in that kind of reflection, I do think you're opening up to, you know, where you are and how you got there and what you want different. Yeah, there's kind of, it seems to me like in sadness, there's less of, I don't want to say imagination because that goes against what we're saying. It's it's that, I don't know, like, yeah, when I'm happy, I'm not really reflecting on a lot of stuff. I'm looking towards things. Yeah. I'm taking in things. Sometimes there's an honesty with yourself that comes when you're sad. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, where we love sad music. It's like we allow that catharsis to come in through someone else. Yeah, because uh, it's like Carol King, she relates. Yeah. Where it's like I have these emotions that you're putting into words so well. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. it's beautiful. But then in another way, like I'll get sad – um, listening to some of dad's favorite bands. Yeah. Um, but in a way that's reflective. Um, like the band Boston is right. forever one of my favorite bands, but there's like lyrics that I'd listened to, you know, my whole life from just them being on that now I'm like, that is so, it ties, like I, I just, I pick dad out of these yeah. different things. There's like the song, uh, I think it's called Long Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the first line is like, uh, it's been such a long time. I think I should be going. Right. Time doesn't wait for me. It keeps on rolling. Yeah. And I just hear that now. And where I used to just be like, oh, that just rhymes. It's catchy. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. That's like, that's dad. And, <laughs> and frankly, you know what? The, the beautiful um, slide video slideshow you had put together. Had for, that song in it. With your dad singing it. Yeah. So it was very beautiful and so poignant, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe that's something to... Um, that that a year out from because remember me I couldn't listen to the radio yeah for the longest time months months and I love music but I, it's just that I couldn't control that next song that would come on and how I would react to it so I just kept it quiet and I maybe I just needed the space to be quiet but now when songs come on I can hear them and um and it's I can't say it's not sad it can be sad I can even get teary but it's not the devastation feeling. Yeah, you know? I actually thought about um, when I was researching this, that story that you told even on here about mm-hmm. when you went to that Garth Brooks concert. Right. And uh, oh, what was the song that you were uh, that he played that you said that just like really brought you to tears? Yeah, If Tomorrow Never Comes. If Tomorrow comes. Never Comes. Because it could have been, uh, you know, it, I did and it did. I just, the tears just went right down the face. And I didn't even try to wipe them away. We yeah. just went. Yeah. And it's like, that's like that's a beautiful thing to have happen yeah. but in the moment even like in that moment you even said it kind of felt peaceful it was like dad singing to me yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but to have to hear something that is so sad that it resonates at such a way that it induces tears and mm-hmm. it induces that feeling it's it's vulnerability yeah uh in that podcast too the in that the anatomy of, of sadness uh, one of the guys who was talking uh, was saying that from like a, an anthropological sense, right. I think tears are designed um, to to show vulnerability because we're social creatures. If if you see tears, that's our way of saying I'm vulnerable. I need the rest of the herd uh, to to, yeah. to surround me yes. here. Yeah. Um, you know, and in a, at least in our society, it's you know, sadness is something that we're more. Uh, conditioned to kind of do an isolation sure. when really it's a, a a social cue. Yeah, because you know if I'm a, if there's a person they're crying, often they're saying I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, are you kidding me? Right. And then there are people who are like, oh God, can't you just go to, to like the bathroom or I something? I am so uncomfortable. You know, or there's yeah. people 
and it probably just depends on the mood, but you know, who are like, I'll bring you in. But to, to hear a song, to be at a concert surrounded by that energy of people and to be brought to tears like that, that's an yeah. intense level of vulnerability that is really healthy. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, and for you who, who would like to have a profession in that music genre, I mean, what a responsibility to a person to be able to to bring that out in other people. I mean, oh, what a gift. We had such a nice, so I play in a, a post-rock band, which if you don't know that it's like, what we do is basically just instrumental music and it's long and it's it's intended to build on emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played a show um, here in Boise and this woman came up to us after the show and you know, our intent when we're writing it is to invoke an emotional response, like like how we write it, how it feels to us. We hope that will carry over and this lady came up to us and granted she was pretty drunk but i don't think it takes anything away from it that that she was saying that she's had a really hard time the last few weeks leading up to this show because her cat passed away Mm -hmm. and that uh she was having a really hard time dealing with the emptiness of the house Um, and that when we were playing she was able to really cry and release some of that and she cried at our show in public and she said she never really does that but that she felt a lot better and then she felt like she wanted to come tell us that and like, so did, was it like a thank you? It wasn't oh, a, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm trying to have a good time and you have me crying. No, she was like, she I loved bet. it. She yeah. loved it. It was like a release. That's and right. it was honestly, that was one of those moments where I was like, that is why, that's what I want to do with, with right. music. Like to be able to, because uh, I've certainly been touched by music in that way where it's like, uh, you know, anytime I've had dealings of heartbreak in any sort of right. fashion, romantic or just in life, sure. you know, will kind of break your heart sometimes. Like, I've I've had really beautiful experiences listening to really sad songs, mm-hmm. and that's why like if I'm down in the dumps, I'm not putting on you know walking on sunshine, mm-hmm. yeah, because I don't that doesn't get me, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where like I you know one is the loneliest number, there we, <laughs> there we go, like that's that that gets you in that moment, yes, yes, where it makes you feel less alone. And I I think that's to me why I get really drawn to uh, sad songs mm-hmm. in times of sad, and I think yeah. a lot of people because. That is that thing of like, oh, I don't feel like I have to handle this alone. It feels like someone's with me right. singing this right. melancholy song. Yeah, and we're and again, we're not talking about the clinical depression. No, we're talking no. about the sadness that comes through a in, in, through an, a time or an event or just you know, yeah, loss or perceived loss. That is like, but I, I what I was kind of getting to as well is, is folks will do almost anything to not feel sad. We will self-medicate. Right. Um, yeah, he just lost his girlfriend, so we're out here drinking. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, um, maybe sometimes just riding the storm is the most healthy thing. Yeah. Not that we all look forward to it, and not that sad is a fun feeling, but there is, there's health that come, mental health comes through mm-hmm. by coming, I don't know what I'm saying. No, maybe I'm saying, I, yeah. sometimes you just got to go with it. Yeah. And get your favorite... I am feeling bad songs out and yeah. put on your jammies and, you know, I'm not saying a cocktail or, or <laughs> yeah. some ice cream isn't a bad idea, but. Right. Yeah. There was something so, another thing that was really fascinating. Honestly, I couldn't recommend listening to that episode, The Anatomy of Sadness uh, from this Pulse I'm, podcast. I'm writing it down. Anatomy of Sadness. And I don't, I haven't listened to any of the other stuff, but okay. I liked it. Um, They were talking about, they were interviewing different people from different areas of different kinds of sadness. And one of them that I had never really heard of because it's not really my wheelhouse uh-huh. uh, was people sometimes in the gym 
if they're getting really into it, if they're getting like a good pump on, they're just really in the zone, pushing mm-hmm. themselves, will be overcome with sadness. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's common, uh, which I learned in this podcast. I had not heard of it prior. And so this um, uh, like psychologist that is also really into working out was explaining it on the, the podcast that what our, our bodies interpret and create emotions for so we can mentally rationalize what our physical body is taking in. So like um, in in that case of like working out at the gym, they're pumping their body really hard and they're in internally, uh, their body is being like, I'm hurt, I'm hurting, I'm mm-hmm. exerting mm-hmm. a lot. And the the body, the, the mind will interpret those feelings and make a prediction of like, why is it feeling this way? And sometimes it can predict wrong in that sense of being like, uh, oh, there is a, there's pain here. Um, okay, what am I taking in externally, v- visually or sound? Some, you know, people will be blasting music mm-hmm. and it, your body will, will, and mind will make a prediction to what is going on to create an emotion so that we can mentally rationalize what's going oh, on. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so the body will be like, oh, you're sad. Like this sadness is what you, should feel with these symptoms that you're yeah. having. And then uh, it's, and, and, and that's it. That's just huh. what it is. People will cry, you know, it's just. And then do, do they feel like emotionally kind of refreshed as well? Or maybe, I mean, I, you hear about people that are upset and they just go for a run yeah. or something. Is, is that like, maybe that's different. You're I, seeing your, I, putting r- your energy out. Right. To like burn way, that but, energy out. I don't, and I don't know. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I, w- I would honestly love to hear if anyone has had that experience who's listening to this show. Cause, Cause I've never been for a run. In that's my what life. I would say. I was like, it's not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe that'll be a future goal, sure, but, but uh, I'll put on a Carol King album any day. Yeah. But I, I was so fascinated by that, but it, cause it's not just in that sense, it's not just sadness, you know, that I never thought of it as like our brains making these predictions to take, to, to uh, rationalize what's going on in our inside and right. what we're taking in outside. Yeah. And it's like, okay, given this data that I have, here's your emotion. Take this. Sure. Uh, and so- That's fascinating. I think so too. I think so too. And I had not heard about that or really thought about that until researching this today. Um, well, my goal for next week is not to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> but you know- yeah, I don't want to make myself so sad. Oh, gosh. Um, it's hard enough yeah. just to be me. <laughs> uh, another thing that I, I thought that was really, really crazy about yeah. sadness, yeah. Uh, that people, uh, there was a study uh, saying that it can improve memory. If you're in a, a sadder place mentally, you're paying more attention subconsciously. Um, and the study they did was this field study where they would uh, – I don't remember, I don't know exactly how they did it, if it was the same people or not, but on a, a rainier kind of gloomy day, they would have people go into this shop and go around and then uh, ask them when they came out, like what uh, different recollections from the, the shop, like different items in the shop that they could oh, recollect. Uh-huh. Uh, and they did the same thing on a sunny day. And people like re- recalled like far more on a gloomy Saturday. I think it's just because it makes you more reflective. There's less maybe mental stimulation going on or something, but that our memories actually are, um, not even our memories, but just are, yeah, are more accurate. Exactly. Because also they did another study that was like, they showed people either a happy movie or a sad movie. And then from there asked them these series of questions and, uh, like a couple tasks that they had Uh to do. And, uh, and then, or they're shown these pictures and then they would have them recall the pictures um, but with misinformation, 
And the people who had watched the sad movie were like, oh, no, that's not what it was in the picture. Like, that was actually a yield sign, not a stop sign. Wow. Uh, but people who watched the happier movie were kind of just like, oh, yeah, I saw the stop sign in the picture. You know, like, I think there's something about being focused in, in right, that sadness. Right. That is, like, really fascinating in that sense of, like, we are trying to – I keep saying we. I don't mean to generalize. Uh, I'll, I'll say myself because I don't want to speak for anybody. But I think it rings true that, like, it's just we – I will 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 seek out happiness over sadness. Of course, because why wouldn't you? But then realizing because we're uncomfortable, and we haven't learned that that sad isn't always a negative. Yeah. Place. I mean, it. Yeah. We we make them. We've almost defined them as the same thing. Mm-hmm. But but I think that there is a time to be sad and and to um to embrace it and yeah. to say I am sad. Another thing is, uh, you know, like when a person is going through something and they are sad, they, other people can pick up on that mm-hmm. and say, are you okay? It, it is um, a benefit of being sad is that it does give others clues that you might need some help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you cover that up and you're walking around like it's just a holly jolly day, yeah, they don't, Pick up on it. You've masked it well enough, and maybe you do need emotional support. And yeah, and, and if you're a person that walks around like Eeyore all the time, you know, right? Thanks for noticing uh-huh. that yeah, guy. Yeah. You know that you're overplaying that hand, and and people will avoid that. Well, that's the thing. Is like I feel like you were saying, uh, you know, sadness does indu- it, it brings out empathy in others. Yeah, uh, but that is also means like people can manipulate sadness to induce empathy from others and like that you know i i don't i'm sure there's plenty of factors that would make somebody do that i'm sure i've been guilty of pretending to be sad to make someone feel bad uh before i think everyone probably has it's manipulatable but uh people can probably perceive and pick up on that pretty quick you know if you're going to err on the side you know, first time I will assume that you're sad after yeah, I get yeah, to know yeah. you. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again. Um, but that was also something I thought was crazy from this uh, uh, Greater Good magazine article, the four ways sadness uh, might be good for you, was the other one that it was, another one that was on there was it can improve judgment uh, that we have because it was saying, sorry, ooh, I have this coffee and it's kind of giving me the uh, the burps. But yeah. uh, woohoo. Uh, it's a negative moods, uh, can reduce common judgmental biases that we have. One of them was called the fundamental attribution error. Fundamental attribution error. Okay. Which I think, which I think from what I understood, and I didn't do a ton of research on this. So again, please let me know if I'm wrong, but it was like, oh, I'm feeling so good. This sunshine feels so good. Oh, these trees look so good. Everyone must be perceiving that. Everybody must be thinking this sun is beautiful and these trees are beautiful because we just get this m- mode of like, this is the right feeling. This is what everyone's feeling. Yeah. Uh, or this is the normal way to feel. And then, uh, you know, but but if you're in a bit of a sadder mood, there's less of that bias, that judgmental bias of something of like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, like sun's out, trees out. I don't care about those. There is. When I think about how I feel when I'm happy and up and feeling lively and you know, like I am 99.9% sure I am. But um, you are, things are just clicking faster. And it is a whole, when I think about how I feel when I am sad, it's, it is a whole different uh, 
gear. You have geared mm-hmm. way back down, and it's a different feeling. Yeah. And I can sure see where you are more in tuned uh, with that attribution yeah, uh, error Yeah, fundamental <laughs> attribution error. I can see that. And I would not have thought of that if you hadn't. Yeah. it's uh, yeah. that's When you suggested doing this topic, I right. was like, okay, let's get into it. And I've been really fascinated by what we found. The other one, uh, another one of those judgmental biases is called the halo effect. And it's when like, if I look at you and at it, at an objective level, I'm like, you have a nice face. Like you look like a nice person. You like, you'll see somebody in public. If you're like, Ooh, that person is handsome or like mm-hmm. conventionally like attractive. Right. You attribute the halo effect as you attribute they good positive be, qualities yes. because they are good on, people. Cause they're attractive because on a surface level, yeah. I feel like they're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, but if you're in a sadder mood, that judgmental bias is also reduced where mm-hmm. it's not, you you know, just because something might be perceived on the outside or whatever, it doesn't yeah. necessarily reflect what's on the inside. If right. you're feeling that, you can empathize with that or not immediately assume things about other people. Yes. So I was like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I was looking to, there was the other one where I talked about the increased motivation. Um, but the other one that was from that article that I was really into was uh, it can improve I- interactions in some cases. If you're sad, right? you can have a better interaction with somebody because uh, people who are tend to be very po- or in a, a mood that is very positive and happy are a little more direct, a little more uh, I don't say confident, but uh, yeah, a little it more is. confident. Yeah. But people who are are more sad tend to look for more cues, uh-huh. like uh, that maybe in a conversation you'd be actually be more polite or a little more, uh, you know. Uh, like well, contemplative listen, to your maybe, approach. Yeah, listening yeah. better, reflecting on what they're saying a little bit better. Because there's a, and to me, there's like a calm that comes with sadness. Yeah, and I was actually yeah. talking about that in therapy uh, long before we were talking about wow. this, is that, because uh, I deal with anxiety a lot. I mean, and I'm on medication for mm-hmm. it and it's been, it's been doing really well. Yeah. I mean, I've been having a, a good reaction to it. But what I was saying in therapy, it was like, right, almost when I had started doing it, that, I almost look forward to the times when I feel really sad because at least my brain is quiet for yeah. that moment. If yeah. I'm really sad, I'm focusing on one thing. I'm, yeah. I, there's less stimulation going on. There's less like synapses or whatever firing off. It's like, I just feel low, but it's calm. Yeah. And there's yeah. something really beautiful relaxed. about that. Relaxed. <laughs> yeah. There's something very yeah. relaxed about it. Yeah. It almost reminds me of like, and I, so like, this is also, I guess, a fitting episode because, you know, we're coming out of summer. We're getting into more of the autumn season. The, right. It gets darker a little earlier. We, we've been dealing with storm clouds and some rainy days, which I love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing better than, uh, you know, sitting at home on a rainy day, occupying your time. Uh, but in a sense, that's a, a gloomy scenario. Mm-hmm. But there's something comforting and relaxed and calm about mm-hmm. it. And, and it, cozy. And cozy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in a way, I feel like internally, there's a little bit of that going on with, with sadness. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, just to bring it back up, this is not, this is different than depression. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, but in just, in, in sadness itself, it is as important as, as happiness and shouldn't be sought out, but it's almost, uh, but the reality is it's there yeah. and not to be avoided. Yeah. And maybe see what it would like, you know, dive into it and just wrap yourself in my sad and 
and say, uh, and, and while we're there in the sad, not feeling guilty or bad for being sad, we're saying, look at all the positive things I'm doing for myself now by being sad. Now we've mm-hmm. given you these gifts of being sad can help, you know, with uh, your emotional maturity and yeah. your, uh, you can reflect on life and, you know, those sorts of things can yeah. happen. You're releasing stress and and negative emotions by just feeling it, by crying it out. And And a lot of people will say that. And like, it's, I think it's true. It's like, I, there's not, I feel like, there's almost no more like calm feeling than after a really good cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you just have it out. Yeah. I actively seek out movies that will make me cry because I, I love will that not, feeling. will not <laughs> spend a penny on a ticket to a movie that's going to go there with me. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't care for that emotional manipulation at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I have a hard time finding it is the thing. I, uh, I there, there are things out there that will make me cry. You, a lot of them are more musical related. Yeah. But I like finding movies that can bring that out of me. Any but I think I don't get Disney lost. Disney princess movie sure. right now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, but um being sad and uh I I've you know in in uh, education you see kids outside playing on the playground somebody gets their feelings hurt or falls down and gets hurt and other kids come to the rescue. The one child is sad and empathy is being taught mm-hmm. when other kids can relate. I can relate to how you're feeling right now. You're feeling sad and it's it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, in kids. And I think as we get older, it's still there. We just show it in different ways. Yes. But um, if somebody is sad, it it you know it can it, it leads the rest of us to be empathetic to them, and mm-hmm. that's very you know we know that's important, really important. Yeah. That was another thing that was in that podcast again that uh, was really cool. Was someone was talking about the behavioral like psychology of it in children, where they would do studies where they would have like an adult, a, a child would see an adult with a possession and w- would get that possession taken away. Like they, you know, they're like, oh, I love this thing. I love yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. It would be taken away. And then in both scenarios, um, you know, different kids or whatever, sure. but like uh, in one scenario, the person, the adult would act sad, would show physical signs of sadness. Uh-huh. Uh, and the kids would, and uh, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and come up and, and say, hey, and empathize with them. Right. But the kids would also do that when the people didn't react at all. Like, I love this thing, and then had it taken away, but just kept a, a stiff upper lip and didn't right. say anything. The kids would still come up and empathize with that because they could feel that feeling that I feel sad for you. Right. And then I think along the way, we kind of get conditioned to think that sadness is something to be suffered alone. Yeah. So if you see somebody kind of sniffling or, or, or feeling sad, we br- we back off. We back off, even if we acknowledge Give them their it. Space. Even if we acknowledge it, that we see that in yeah. ourselves, like we, like oh, I see that that person's upset. Yeah. I'm gonna leave them to it. Yeah, because they'll figure it out, which I'll isn't bad. A, I'll give them a call later. <laughs> yeah, which isn't yeah. bad. Like I don't have to go up to everybody that looks sad and be like, what's wrong? <laughs> but like situationally, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, it was also interesting about kids. It's because we do grow up, uh, with the different surroundings of of people being like sadness is bad don't don't be sad Mm -hmm. um but if there's an adult that is expressing that to you to a child that's like hey uh you're that's not what you know like oh you lost your toy or your food fell on the ground or whatever it was like you're not sad it just happens like you're just you're reacting like that it's not teaching that kid to push away sadness it's more teaching a kid that that adult is not someone to go to when sadness is felt right and that we find people in our lives like i have friends that I would go to if I was feeling really emotionally low. And mm-hmm. I have friends that I love that I would not go to in that yeah. situation yeah. because w- w- you just, 
it's like, I'm not going to pretend like that feeling isn't there, but it's like, I can suss out who the right people right. to go talk to. So is. the child is really learning more about you than how to deal with yeah. it. But I mean, it could cross some yeah. wires to sure. be like, you know, I mean, that's where I think a lot of kind of toxic behavior can come from mm -hmm. is obviously like those early developmental sort of sure. things we pick up on. But it, yeah, I think it, it does more, it says more about us to tell a child not to cry about mm -hmm. something than it does yeah. to, uh, than it does about them. Right. Absolutely. I like the, you can cry. It's okay. I can see why you're upset. Go ahead and cry, honey, but I just need you to cry a lot quieter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, keep crying. Just bring it way down. Cry it out, cry it out, but just. Some volume control. Yeah. <laughs> do it into a pillow, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is, and I do, coming out of looking this stuff up, I, I have a more positive idea about sadness than I did even before going into right. this, where it's like, you know, I, I definitely subscribe to all the ideas of, uh, you know, you can't like happiness can't exist without sadness, but it almost feels taken a step further being like, oh, it the reason it works so well is because they work together and there's lessons to be taught from both of exactly. them. Um, and th I think there are some benefits to, to being sad sometimes. Yeah. Sad ain't all bad. Sad ain't all bad. You know, today I drive in here into Boise, big, dark clouds, big, yeah. dark clouds. And I looked over there to the left and I saw a rainbow. I haven't seen a rainbow. I can't tell you how long. I really, yeah. but it was shocking. It was like the colors were so brilliant. And I thought, in a way, that's like sadness too. There are that moment when you're coming through it. And it's like, what? If you had avoided the sadness, if you had mm -hmm. just kind of bottled it all up and set it aside, you know, with yeah. the rest of my emotions in a separate compartment, and if you don't feel it, you don't see the good stuff too. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't know. I, again, I don't seek out to be sad. Right. But like what you were just saying, having learned more about sadness this week, you know, it, it's it's not as yeah horrible. You know, I mean, bringing it to our, our situation, our personal situation, this most, this past Saturday was dad's birthday, the yeah. anniversary of dad's birthday. Yeah. And I felt very sad on that I day. I did. I did. I didn't feel, it didn't, I did, It wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I, I was able to get out of bed. It wasn't like, no. you know, uh, crippling or anything, but it was yeah. like, I I, ha I carried the sadness that day, but in a way Do you of, think it was because it was like a milestone birthday? Like he was 60? 60. It did feel more impactful, like yeah. with that, like a bigger, you know. Yeah. 10 number <laughs> like yeah, 10 yeah. 20 30 up to well, 60 maybe we would have made a bigger deal like oh it's your 60th you're an oh, old I, man that's what i did i wrote that your, on my your post your, your post choked me up yeah it was just i would have teased you all day long but yeah. like even thinking about it now even more than i thought about it on saturday that sadness that i was feeling all day was from a place of how much i love yes. dad and how yeah. much the anniversary of his birthday makes me think of him yeah and how much I, in this moment where we're recording this right now, I appreciate that sadness that I felt because I love having that reminder of how much I love my dad. Right. Um, and it's... Well, and you do pay, I mean, the, the, and it's more the price you pay yeah. for love is grief and uh, wouldn't have traded. I mean, the grief isn't great, yeah. but, <laughs> kind of sucks. but would not have uh, traded off the love. So yeah, uh, gladly accept the price. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, I think that's a nice little cap on, on, the, on this. Is there anything yeah. else you would like to, to, to address on the, the, uh, the benefits no, of sadness? I just, um, 
you know, I just can't wait to be sad. The next time I'm really sad. I just can't wait I, for it to happen too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. I'm kind of looking forward to the day. I'll give you a call. But <laughs> I'm uh, sad. Yeah. But we are obviously, we are huge advocates too for, for, for taking care of mental health and yeah, being advocates absolutely. for mental health. And, and if, if sadness in, in your life persists and that you don't get cathartic release often exactly. and there isn't. Uh, if it's impacting the quality of your life to an extent. Yeah. Then, yeah. then it's, we understand that it's not all fun and games and the sadness there. Yes. And, and, and a lot of times um, seeking out medical help mm-hmm. um, or, you know, seeking out a support system for that too uh, is very, very important. Um, but for just generalized sadness, mm-hmm. uh, the ones that lift, you know, from a good cry, sure. uh, it can be really um, uh, revealing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it just, it was neat to learn this week that, that there were healthy benefits that come from being uh, sad. Yeah. So, I loved it. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> um, well, with sadness in mind, yes. you know, uh, what are your, do you have goals for I, this upcoming week? Well, seriously, I, I was a little concerned in the last, uh, you know, a few days, how, how much I have enjoyed um, this creative game that'll probably mean that I'll never have you know, my, my brain will always be like young because um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've got one of these hard games going on. But um, I think I will set a limit to my uh, my screen time. And yeah. but um, the other thing that I really want to do this week is um, and, and I, I say this because the weather is just getting great. Mm-hmm. I want to get out and uh, walk three days this week. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, it might just be to the no. yeah, to the uh, mailbox. No, no, the, I do that every day. Walk to the bathroom, uh, yeah. walk to the kitchen, <laughs> walk out to the fridge. <laughs> but I um no, I I mean get out and walk for a mile or more than a mile. We'll call it a walk more than yeah, a mile. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Thank you. I guess you, your dogs aren't really walking around. I mean, they probably wouldn't want to walk a they mile. They got itty bitty legs. Yeah, <laughs> they um <laughs> I get a big backpack. Yeah. I'll stick them both in. Yeah, a bag it's true. Uh, well, there is a new dog park here in Boise too. If you're out this way, that has a small dog section. Really? Mm-hmm. It's pretty is cool. Is it good? Yeah, it's cool. The Nampa one is really good. Too. I do love the Nampa one. Yeah. Uh, Idaho specific dog park uh, references, but if you're if you're here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I for myself. A goal for this upcoming week uh, is going to be doing more to get on board with putting myself back in school. Um, Kind of having more of an idea around the fact that I don't have to have this one or the other situation. Like either I, uh, I, I, I don't have a fallback and I just throw myself all at, at, at music Mm -hmm. and just really try to figure out how to do it online or whatever. Like just, figure it out because I have no other option, yeah. you know, like that's in my mental space will go there sometimes, but realizing that I can follow a, a, a path that would put me in a, a place where I could do some really good things with music that I love yeah. in, in, in doing therapy with music. Uh, but I, all, that doesn't mean I have to stop making music on my own or in bands to, uh, um, well, to, re- think- to get that release out as well. So I want to, I want to mm. give more attention to that idea of going to school uh, and put myself more in a position where I feel like I could actually do it because it's that's a very new idea to me because I haven't been to school in 10 years now. Yeah. Well, I would just, uh, as your mama, say to you, I'm very proud of you. 
in the biggest picture of things, you are just one of the most successful people I know because the quality of your journey has been so good. So I know that you look back and think, I need to have a career path. I need to, and I, and I get it because, you know, you, down the road, you want the benefits that come with having a job with benefits yeah. and stuff. But yeah. um, But I would also say to you, don't forget as you work into the small section, keep the big picture uh, that you're integrating all of the parts because yeah. um, again i'm very very proud of you and i think that that your life journey has been one that you've written yourself and you should be so proud of yourself and and look at you today you're a great guy i thank you i honestly thank you so much for saying that you're i welcome. and i i truly attribute it to having uh great teachers <laughs> great great <laughs> gu- great go. guidance well and you have you just have a really good support system all around you absolutely which, that's not an accident either no, I that's feel... that's you you know, well, so thank you. And I feel well. really fortunate. And no, I, I like the idea of being able to, you know, instead of having some sort of all or nothing mentality that I, I in, like initially want to throw at everything, being like, I can marry all the ideas yeah. of what I want into something and just work towards that yeah. instead of like being pulled to one direction or right. the other. But right. I'm, I'm not good at doing that. So that I'm going to spend some time this week uh, in sort of visualizing a game plan to how I can make that work. Well, very good. Yeah. I'll be on your support squad. Oh, I know it. Yep, you got it. Dad. And I'm on yours. Thank you. Course. And we are on your your side as well, listeners. Absolutely. We Yes, we are here for you. You can reach out to us at dealingwithitpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on the social medias, mm-hmm. on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter at uh, dealingwithit. Dealing with a podcast, you'll find us there. Uh, we are a podcast here on the Ease Drop Podcast Network. Um, please go to ease-drop.com uh, to look at the other shows that are on this network. If you have an interest in professional wrestling, you can listen to another podcast that I do with three fantastic friends called the Genuine Wrestle Boys. There you go. There, there's the Ease Drop podcast hosted by Brett Battostain, who's been on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Overbooked. There's Never Better. Uh, it's There's so many things to check out. Be so many shows. Be Kind Rewind. The Be Kind Rewind. Uh, it's, yeah, Fun in Sobriety. Uh, it's a really good array of fun, good times. And good people. Good people. And that's at ease-drop.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, sorry, this coffee is giving me this. Holy cow, son. I can't get through a sentence. Okay, how about I do it then? Please, please. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll talk to you next week. And until then, let's just keep dealing Dealing with with it. it.